Hello, I'm Emma Louise Coffey and you're welcome to the Dairy Edge, the Chagas Dairy Podcast. We're bringing you the latest information, insights and opinion to improve dairy farm performance. As we kick off the grazing season of 2022, dairy advisor Gronya Hurley gives her top tips on balancing the objective of feeding freshly calved cows while also hitting grazing targets. As you know, we've had a very mild winter. Um, so we have good growth rates over the winter. So I'm dealing with um, the dairy gold tagus monitor farmers and signpost farmers. And I'm also facilitating a number of groups down around the McCroom um, area. So what I've come across with farmers is average farm covers at the moment uh, for the end of January, start of February, are averaging uh, about a thousand in tree average farm cover per hectare but there's big variation within that it's ranging from 712 kilos dry matter per hectare up to highs of an average farm cover of 1205 so big variation and the growth rates um i'm seeing our overwinter growth rates um based on those farm covers are averaging seven kilos of dry matter which is actually quite quite good and um, but again big variation from four kilos up to about 10 kilos so big variation on farms as well like no um so a lot of grass covers the highest pre-grazing yields that i've seen in past grazing on those particular farms with the high covers are hitting high covers of 18 and 1900 cover pre-grazing yields at the moment. So again, a lot of grass out there on farms and big variation. Yeah. And let's take that average. As you say, there's a huge range around it, but, you know, to hit the majority of people uh, an, an opening average farm cover of 1,033, you know, what are your main tips to manage that grass during the first round? Yeah, so the main tip, Emily, is, is, is get out there and, and see what's on your farm. So there is big variation on farms, but again, there's big variation of soil types and aspect as well and, and perennial grass content. So farmers just have to see what's on their own particular farm. It depends, you know, it depends on what, what when do they close their farm as well in the autumn. So there's big variation. So get out and, and walk your farm. And I think now is a very good time to walk your farmers. I know farmers are busy. They're starting to calve, but the big bunch of cows haven't calved yet. So look, take that, you know, hour or so and get out and and, and do farm cover on your farm because once you know where your starting point is you can make a plan um for the next few weeks going forward um so i suppose you know and, and again like if you, if you walk the farm too you can identify any kind of paddocks that are um you know are, are quite heavy or wet and, and ground you need to put your plan in place of where you need to get grazing initially first so get out there and and walk your farm um i suppose based on the covers um you know for farms that are um with an average an opening average farm cover greater than than a thousand um, and those farms have a lot of grass so they'd have to be quite aggressive in 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 grazing those covers of grass so those farms will have to be looking at a target of of getting 40 percent grazed by the first of march okay where their average farm covers up that level i think below that then um the target would be to graze 30 percent of their farms by the 1st of March. Um, so again, it, it, that's the first point, Emily, is, is to get out and see where your farm is so you can put that plan in place and see what you need to graze off. And I, I guess, you know, with that plan you're creating, it is to identify that 30%. And as you say, there are lots of challenges. There are certain areas of, of farms that have wet ground that, you know, you're not necessarily going to go and graze in the next um, couple of weeks. You mentioned, you know, pre-grazing covers up to 18, 1900. What sort of a 
target pre-grazing cover should farmers be letting cows into, um, you know, in in the next two to three weeks? You know, a lot of, I suppose, freshly calved cows in the group at that point. Yeah, so your target pre-grazing covers, there's a couple of factors that we need to watch. I suppose, number one, it's it's what the cow is adjusted, what she will eat and what kind of demand you have in the farm. So the, look, the cows have been inside with the last good number of weeks. They've been, you know, they're, they've been they're, they've been eating silage. That's their main part of their diet. So they haven't been adjusted to grass like snow. So getting cows up to grass, you know, you want to go into light cover um, and get them uh, rather than them cows facing into big heavy covers of 16, 1700 covers. So again, get targeting kind of cover around 1000, uh, 1200 max, like, you know, for your first bunch of cows to get them used to the grass, kind of feed, uh, kind of build them into that. And I suppose, again, at that stage, remember the cows just after calving, their intakes won't be high. Um, initially, after calving, your average standard rate cow will, will her intake will be about kind of around 11 kilos of dry matter intake for the first week after, after calving. And that will increase then about between half a kilo and a kilo per week after calving. So it'll take them, you know, maybe up to six weeks or seven weeks to hit their, their full intake of grass. So again, you know, you're not going to have that big demand of grass initially after calving. So you don't want to be hitting into very heavy covers. And the other issue to watch, I suppose, in terms of what covers you need to target as well initially is that, as I mentioned, you need to get 40% of your farm grazed by the 1st March if, if you have a heavy average farm cover or 30% if your average farm cover is less than 1,000. So to be able to graze that much ground um, for the month of February, you need to be getting through ground quite aggressively or quite fast, you know. So again, by grazing those lighter covers, which suits the cows as well initially after calving, but by grazing those lighter covers, you're going to get through that ground uh, faster than if you are targeting your very heavy covers, 16, 1800s. And I suppose the time to target those very heavy covers would be when you're heading to March then, you have a lot of cows calved, they're adjusted to grazing and you have big demand. So you can get through those heavy covers a bit faster. So initially target uh, your kind of 1,000, 1,200 max with the, with the herd first when you start grazing. And looking, uh, Gronia, to the point that you make, when a cow calves first, you know, there is a restriction in terms of her intake and, and it is rising steadily over six or seven weeks. But that 11 kilos uh, of dry matter, what is the maximum you would push concentrate levels to for a cow that has just calved? Yeah, so again, I suppose we have to be very careful in terms of um, once she's calved first, you know, that we don't, we don't run into trouble, like, no. So look, at I suppose initially once she's calved, you know, um, you, you'd probably be looking at probably three to four kilos of, of grass be max, you know, um, initially once she's at calving. But I think, you know, what's critical is that, you know, we try and get as much grass into the cow after she's calving. So look, at I suppose most guys probably leave them inside once they calved. They'd probably leave, they, they might let them out to grass after three to four days after calving. Um, once they got to that stage um, and at that stage get you know getting as much grass into them and and getting um, about three to four kilos of, of meal into them that stage like no so you know look at the key things like we know that grass you know it's 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 a high it's it's it's, it's a high feeding value it's, it's a, you know in terms of UFL or energy content spring grass is is, is about 1.03 UFLs um, Pro, again, we see grass at the moment. It's very lush and green at the moment. You know, it's it's you know it, it we don't see a lot of dead material in our grass out there, so it's it's exceptionally high quality this year. We think spring grass would be about twenty one percent 
group protein. And you compare that to your grass silage. So your grass silage is, is, is probably even at 70 DMD grass silage, you're talking about a UFL of about 0.8 at best and maybe 13% crude protein. So they're, they're completely different, you know, feeds and then look, grass, you know, the spring grass is, 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 is it's like rocket fuel, like, you know, so look, getting that into your freshly calved cow, you know, as much grass as we can, like, you know, is, go- is going to be critical, you know. Yeah, and look, grass, grass um, as a feed, like you've quantified it in terms of in excess of one UFL and high crude protein content. And, you know, you also must remember that the cow is in a state where she has a rapid increase in, in demand. So grass would certainly tick the box. And, um, you know, you mentioned silage as an inferior product. So, you know, 0.8 UFLs. But yet silage... Um, still remains part of a cow's diet in the month of February. Um, So like, let's talk about that in terms of, you know, there are farms where they will invariably be feeding silage. So how do you manage that not to impact on the, I suppose, grazeability and the the nature of grazing for the cow in early lactation? Yeah, definitely. Look, you know, like, you know, we can't get super wetter all the time so invariably we're going to have you know we're going to have uh some silage in the diet for sure the freshly calved cow so look at i suppose um you know and i suppose this, you know the, the key thing is is to get um the cow fully fed um you know and then we're looking at is getting much grass and getting much grown graze as possible so to get the grass coming back from the second rotation but to get the cow fully fed um so the key thing, I suppose, is that where cows are, where where you're getting as much grass into the diet as possible, like you know, is is that if if there is some grass silage going to the diet, it's it's not that uh, that it's, you're only keeping to minimums at two three kilos. So if cows are going out by 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 day, coming uh, or you're trying to get them up by night as well, like you know, I try and keep that their only silage is available until about that they've eaten at about two or three o'clock in the morning, like you know that they've gotten through most of the silage because look, silage, yes, it, it will fill a gap, you know, and and we'd like to keep it as, as small or, or or keep it out of diet, but very big, like you say, it will come into diet for some bit. But it is silage is it's high fiber. It's quite high filling. It's 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 lower UFL content, lower crude protein, and um, so try and keep it to minimum. So like if it is going to diet, again keep it low levels and make sure that when the cows go out to grass, um, the next morning that that silage has been out, that that they've had no exercise maybe for, um, a couple of hours before they they go out. And like you know, it is a component of diets, and you know when farmers are implementing on-off grazing, you know the cows might be in from eight o'clock at night maybe and farmers are keen that they will give them something to keep them going but I think that's a good recommendation you have two to three kilos um maximum per cow and then you know it's it's not available to the cows from two or three o'clock in the morning the the other thing you know we've talked a lot about the cow and feeding the cow gronia but there is also a focus on um, hitting grazing residuals and you know when we talk about a grazing residual across the year of four centimeters often you talk about nailing residuals of maybe even tighter at three and a half centimeters in the first round why is this important yeah it's, look, it's critical and it can be hard to achieve depending on your soil type and your farms you know for sure like no but look it, it's it, it's something that we must prioritize as well in our grazing targets um so we know that the grass plant um, it does a lot of t- tillering. It does most of its tillering in the spring and early summer. Like, so again, the, when a grass plant tillers, there's more leaves coming out of it, more more daughter tillers, more daughter plants. That comes from the very base of the plant, way down there, the very base of the plant. So what's critical down there is that if for this grass to tiller out, to thicken out, to grow more grass, 
if you're getting if you don't graze out your swards tight enough in the spring the grass that you leave behind is very going to die off and it's going to shade out and and and, and the, the grass tillers underneath so you actually what will happen is that if, if, if you continuously do this if you continuously don't graze out the sward you're going to get this build up of the stead material which will have a knock-on effect in terms of the amount of grass you grow in subsequent rotations because you're not loading that extra tillering Okay. The other thing as well, like you know, it's 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 an, you know it's something that I heard um, advisors in the past talk about. Um, old colleagues' minds, like you know, if if you go into a restaurant and and someone hands you a, a lovely dinner this evening and you only eat half it, okay, and you send it back to the kitchen and you come to the restaurant again a, a day or two later, and the plate that you just comes back out with the old dinner and then the new dinner on top, like you know, the feeding value in that won't be great. And it's the same with grass, I suppose. That if you leave in the spring, if you leave a lot of uh, grass behind you. In the first rotation, that dead material will build up, you know, and that that subsequent um, feeding value will deteriorate over time. So, look by grazing out your swards um, to the the four centimeters in the spring. Number one, you're going to grow more grass in subsequent rotations because you're allowing that tillering. But number two, you're you're going to have a better feeding value in the subsequent rotations, and we know you know that's going to have a positive effect in terms of um, milk production on on the herd as well in subsequent rotations. And also, you know, don't you know around the corner we will be looking at the breeding season again. Like so, again, where where we graze out our swards to our four centimeters in this rotation, when we're looking at our second rotation, which will be early. Uh, which would be into April, where we'll be hitting our breeding. You've high quality grass in front of your breeding cows at that stage, like which is going to be a very positive effect as well. I like that analogy, Gronya, and I think it, it it makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, when we see regrowths on farm in in a paddock that you didn't necessarily hit the residual as you'd like. Um, I guess one thing that you referred to early on in the conversation is when you get out and walk the farm, you will, you know, see particular areas of the farm that are wet and you know that varies from farm to farm and it might not necessarily be um, a big issue this year given that things were so mild for the majority of farms but there are you know wet areas on farms and then there are also I suppose weather conditions that we don't know how things are going to come in February and March where there is heavy rainfall uh, day to day during the spring how do farmers make the decision Will I get out to graze today or not? So look, the first thing in, like I said, again, is to get the, your, your farm cover done because at least if you, if you know where your, what grass is out there and which paddocks have heavier grass, you can make a better plan of how to graze those paddocks off, that grass off once the weather deteriorates. Um, so I suppose um, how to manage uh, if, the, if the weather is going to deteriorate. Well, the first thing I'd say is that if, if the weather deteriorates and you know it gets wet, you know, to make the decision in terms of getting cows out to grass, that decision has to be made out in the field, not inside and sending on concrete in your yard or in your house, but looking out the window of the rain. You have to make that decision out in the field, okay? So what I'm saying is this, if the weather deteriorates, get out and continue to walk all the paddocks, like, you know, and you'll find a couple of dry spots, you know, on the milking platform that you can get cows out to um, for the couple of hours. So we know with the on-off grazing works, getting the cows out, out to grass for three to four hours and bring them off the grass once the grazing done and before they start doing too much unnecessary walking. So make that decision about getting cows out to grass out in the field. And look, you'll find two or three dry spots. And I know some guys might think, sure, look, it's only two or three dry spots. Is there any point in putting cows out to grass, bringing back in, housing back in silage? That's missing. 
but look, what I'd say to that is like, even if you find two or three dry spots on the farm today, you know, the days are going to lengthen. We're going to get um, more sunlight. The ground is going to dry over time. So in three or four days time, you might have three or four or five or six dry spots, you know, so that will increase as well over time, you know. So, do, you know, be aggressive, you know, and, and make those decisions, you know, out in the field um, of, of, of getting grass into cows. So, you know, and I think, look, it, it is important that um, we be aggressive in grazing because look, we know the way it's, it's, it's a costly year in terms of input costs, fertilizer prices, etc. the way energy prices are going. So the silage in your yard, you know, the silage you've, that you have in your pit this year is, is the cost of making that is, is a, has been a lot cheaper than what the silage is going to be in the yard in 12 months time. So it's going to be benefit to, to reserve what's there. It's like money in the bank, leave it there and be aggressive in your grazing and get more grass into cows. You know, there's a lot of grass out there, like I said, you know, which is fantastic. You know, we've, we've been very lucky the way the growth rates came over the winter and, and with an exceptionally fantastic January. So, you know, make use of the grasses out there, get into the cows. It's a win-win situation and leave the silage in the yard in the pit you know, it's going to be cheaper there than the stuff that's going to be there in 12 months time, you know, and and, and make the, and, and be aggressive in the grazing. Keep walking the farm and, and see where the cows go. And look, it's, 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 it'll, be, it'll be benefit um, your pocket at the, at the end of the day for sure. And you mentioned on off grazing, um, you know, something that farmers are using more and more uh, as a means of minimizing damage to swords and soils. But for you, what are the most effective tools that farmers would use to complement um, on off grazing? Yeah. So um, so like I say, um, I suppose the big thing is, is, is to look at is, is plenty have great good infrastructure in place. Uh, so again, roadways, you know, um, are, are just having good infrastructure, roadways, plenty um, access points into paddocks. So, for example, if, if you have 100 cows going out to grass, you know, and the weather has deteriorated a bit, ground conditions uh, have deteriorated a bit, but you want to get grass into cows without doing too much damage. So if you have 100 cows go out into paddock and we'll say you've two grazings inside in that paddock. OK, so they're just say they're going to one gap. That's like 400 cows going out, like because you know the green ones to come back out in back out. So that's like 400 cows come into one particular gap. You're going to do a lot of damage. You can imagine that way. So it's trying to minimise uh, the entry and exit points of cows going into any paddock. So you know the key thing would be to to use give them their 12 hour allocation in the spring. So again, if weather deteriorates, soil conditions aren't as good as you'd like them, put up your break 12 hour break. When the cows go in, let them go in at the top of the break. And when they're coming back out in the evening, they're coming out the corner close to the parlour. That's the way the cows will always go. And then for the next uh, grazing the, that night or the following day, whatever, put up your um, temporary pathway up the side of the paddock. Again, the cows will follow the pathway up and they'll go into the break at the top and then they'll come out at a separate gap um, again near the parlour. So again, it's to, to use, um, again, plenty wires and pegs net and, and get cows use different entry and exit points to minimize damage. Um, again, again, when you're uh, marking off the areas where the cows are grazing, again, keep the areas as square as you can. So these big, long, thin, narrow breaks for cows, they do a lot of damage because they're walking up and down, getting the grass into them. So keep the areas of grazing as, as square as you can. Um, you know, and you're not funneling the cows out into a gap, you know. So again, I suppose, you know, that's be, there'd be some critical points, you know, and again, when you are off on off grazing, you know, you're, I did get the cows up for the three to four hours after uh, for grazing. 
And again, I suppose like that stage, like, you know, water won't be as critical, you know, the, you know, if, if they're just for three to four hours, grass will probably be damp anyway, like, no. So again, don't be too concerned about having pathways go over to water trucks and again, doing more damage that way. You know, again, only for oh, three to four hours, that shouldn't be as, as big issue, like, no. Um, so again, with where the on-off grazing, I think another key point is that make sure that the, there is an edge on the coast about grazing, like, no. So if they're going out in the morning, like I say earlier, that, that, that the silage has been out the diet or no silage, but that silage, if there is silage has to go in, that's been out of the dice since about two or three o'clock in the morning. Like, no, so there is an edge in the coast quote because, like I said, that silage is very filling. Um, so they're not going to do uh, what they're, you know, they're not going to put their head down and graze in the paddock um, for those couple of three or four hours. This has been hugely interesting, uh, Gronya, in terms of your tips. Um, I suppose the first thing that you you talk about is ensuring that the cow is fully fed and, and that is a, a key priority in the spring. And then the second thing was to get out and um, look at what's happening on your farm. So you might see the average farm cover for your, your local area, but that doesn't mean a whole pile for you. Um, and keep walking the farm. Once you make a spring rotation plan, it is a living document and you may have a situation where you have a lot of grass so you can minimize supplement and by the same token at various points during the spring you may be dipping um in terms of grass cover and may need to add in some supplement thank you gronya thank you Emily. that's it for this week's episode of the dairy edge and my thanks to gronya hurley for joining me on this week's show don't forget to rate review and subscribe to the podcast You can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. And for more information, go to the Chagas website at chagas.ie. I'm Emma-Louise Coffey and join me next time for your Dairy Edge.